The presented content does not provide or constitute medical, financial, or legal advice. The content is for information purposes only. Viewing or listening to the content does not constitute a physician-patient, dentist-patient, fiduciary-client, or attorney-client relationship. Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about aging in place is a choice that requires a plan is Janet Bunce. Janet Bunce, founder and owner of Your Age in Place Plan, is an aging life care professional and certified geriatric care manager. She specializes in helping clients achieve their goal to remain in their homes as they age, aging in place. In over 16 years of working with older adults and their families, she has been able to establish what determines successful aging in place and demonstrate that doing so is a choice that requires a plan. Janet is on a mission to help people enjoy empowered lives, aging in their home, of their choice. How are you doing today, Janet? I'm fine, Jason. Thanks. How are you Thank doing? You. I am doing well. Thank you for asking. I am looking forward to our webinar, but before we get started, Janet, for those that are joining us for the live webinar, if you have any questions, type those questions in. Time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get your questions answered. So, Janet, I am going to turn it over to you. All right. Well, thanks. Um, Jason, I'm so pleased to be here today um, to talk about aging in place. Uh, it is a passion of mine, and over the years, it's become so clear to me the significant difference that it makes in people's lives. So I'm very happy to transmit this information to your viewers today. So uh, in 2018, AARP conducted a study of people 50 years old and older to see their positions on aging in place. And they found, not surprisingly, that 75% of people 50 and older have a goal to remain in their home as they age. So I have to say, I don't think uh, it's any kind of breaking news. Uh, if you ask people over 50 if this is their goal, they will fervently say yes. But it was important to get numbers to this trend and to have an organization like AARP do that study. All that said, I love this quote at the bottom here, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Why do so many people want to age in place? Well, once again, all of these things have been studied, but in practical terms, it's a, it keeps you in control, it gives you a great deal of freedom, improves quality of life, independence, satisfaction, greater health, these have all been proven as effects of aging in place and avoiding contagious illnesses. But if you ask someone who is intending to age in place why they want to do it, most likely they will say something like, because I like my home. And that is something that can't really be studied, it can't be quantified, but it is the thing that is driving a lot of people to age in place. Why is there so much attention right now to the idea of aging in place? I do think the AARP study was important. It really brought to the media and to the public attention that this is a trend that's happening. Uh, there's also been a rise in available in-home services, things like home care from home care agencies, um, delivered meals, uh, lawn care services, home care services, cleaning services. As it turns out, the marketplace is acknowledging 
that there is a great need for people wanting to remain in home and they are responding by developing all kinds of services to people aging in their homes. And these people are a demographic that is very savvy. They know how to research on the internet. They know how to talk to their friends about it. They know how to read about successful aging in place. So these are savvy folks. And the other major influence, unfortunately, is the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. For the last year and a half, we've been hearing almost every day on the news of the tragic effects of COVID-19 on people living in nursing homes. And this effect is definitely driving more people wanting to remain in their homes. And I think it's an effect that we're gonna be seeing for some time to come. What's the key to successful aging in place? It's quite simple, actually. It's not easy, but it is simple. The key to successful aging in place is attending to the details. I'm gonna say that again, Jason, attending to the details. The thing about details is that they're often very small. So they're easy to overlook, they're easy to deny, they're easy to discount, that small detail won't affect me. So people are just human nature. It's a tendency to overlook the details, but successful aging in place is every bit dependent on attending to the details. What does aging in place actually mean? It is the active, intentional process of continuing to live in the home of your choice. So let me unpack that for a minute. Be active or proactive. It means being proactive and ongoing active. It's an intentional process. You have to really want to do this and be intentional about how you proceed. It's a continuing practice. It doesn't end. Aging in place isn't a destination, it's a process for you to live in the home of your choice. What is a home of choice? Well, on the left-hand column, we can see where home is. It might be the house you raised your family in. It might be a retirement community. It might be independent living, assisted living, a condo. Living with your children is becoming quite popular. Senior co-housing or some kind of senior housing development. The good news is there are a lot of options these days for people to remain at home at the home of their choice. In the right-hand column, these are the places where home isn't. Home is not an emergency room, a hospital, or a nursing home. But let me just clarify, I do not have anything negative to say about emergency rooms, hospitals, or nursing homes. They serve a vital, important purpose for people who need that kind of care at a particular time. What I'm trying to emphasize is that by planning to age in place, you can avoid or limit the possibility of having to be in an emergency room, hospital, or nursing home. So that's an important distinction. What is an age in place plan? It's actually a written document that identifies the details. Here we are talking about details again what it will take for you to remain in the home of your choice. So it's a document that explores these four categories. 
what will it take to keep you happy living in the home of your choice or healthy or safe? And what important documents should you have to continue with your goal of aging in place? So I want to give a, little, a few stories about these categories. Let's start with happy. Sally was living in her home. <coughs> Excuse me. She was 94. It was the home she raised her children in for 30 years. She needed a little help at home, so she had a caregiver coming in. Turns out the caregiver really liked watching TV, but Sally did not. So Sally would sit in her den with the TV going every day because she didn't want to make the caregiver unhappy, even though she was, and she was getting more and more depressed. Well, that was a simple thing to change, a simple detail. We spoke to Sally, asked her not to have the TV on, and she and Sally started to have conversations and read books together and walk, look at the newspaper, and both of them were happier. In the aspect of healthy, there's the story of John, who lived in his home. He'd lived there for three or four years after he retired. John developed a sore on the bottom of his right foot, and he figured, it's no big deal. It's a small detail. Well, as we age, our circulation to our extremities, our hands and feet, becomes lessened. So a sore on someone's foot can be very difficult to heal. John didn't take care of the sore. It got bigger and bigger and infected, and John ended up in a wheelchair. He could not remain in his home because his home was not wheelchair accessible. Regarding safe, there's the story of Ellen, who lived in a condo, was enjoying her life there. In her living room, she had a lamp, a cord which stretched across the hallway to be plugged in. This was a hallway that led to the side door of her condo. Sure enough, one night, in a terrible snowstorm, the power went out. Ellen thought she'd better get outside, talk to people, see what was going on. She went down the hall with the cord crossing the hallway, and it did not turn out well for Ellen. The last important element of a plan is to have your important documents pulled together. So these would include a healthcare proxy, a power of attorney, possibly a living will or advanced directives, and possibly a medical order for life-sustaining treatment. And the reason this is important is if it should happen that you end up in a hospital or emergency room and you're unable to advocate for yourself, if you have a healthcare proxy assigned, someone who knows your wishes and has agreed to advocate for you, the doctors will contact those people and find out what you truly want. If you don't have a healthcare proxy, the doctors are going to make decisions for you, and those decisions might not be in line with your wishes to remain at home. Who should have an age in place plan? Well, the older folks that are often referred to as seniors, I like to refer to as elders. These are the people in their 70s, 80s, 90s, maybe in their hundreds who are having very much the intention to remain in their homes. Then there's the category of retirees, people in their 60s, maybe 70s, 
who are really starting to think about what future holds for them and what they want in terms of a living situation. This next category, I love this new word, pretirees. <laughs> These are the folks who are maybe in their 50s and 60s, and they're starting to think about what they want for their retirement years. The category of solo agers is the folks who don't have partners or children. They've managed on their own most of their lives, but as they're getting older, they are acutely aware of the need to have a plan because they don't have someone to step in if they get sick and decisions need to be made. They need to have things written down. And last are the sons and daughters of aging parents. Oftentimes these days, sons and daughters live at a great distance from their parents. And for them to know that there is a plan, something written down that's been reviewed with their parent that describes what the needs and interests are around aging in place can be tremendously um, satisfying and reduce a lot of stress for their sons and daughters. How is an age in place plan created? Well, it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation with an age in place expert. And what I wanna emphasize here is that it's truly a conversation with an older person and someone creating their plan. It's really great that nowadays there's a lot of information on the internet about aging in place and how to do it. There are lots of books, there are checklists, there are things on the internet that you can read. Um, that's really good news. But what I have found is unless you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a person, some of the details don't get brought up and therefore they don't get addressed. So having that actual conversation with someone creating this plan, I believe is key. The conversations can take place uh, virtually over the internet, like on a Zoom conference, or they can be by phone, whichever works best for the person creating a plan. What exactly do you get with an age in place plan? You get actionable steps, fully customized to you, your needs and interests. So as we go through an age in place plan, when we identify details that need to be addressed, we also identify what action steps we can take to address those. So it's actionable information. It's also a roadmap, or maybe I should say a Google map, uh, to guide you on your journey of aging in place. And it is a journey. It's not a final destination. It's a journey all along the way. So when you have a roadmap and you're on a journey, if you come across an obstacle or a decision to be made, if you have a plan, you can make a more informed choice about whether to go left or whether to go right. So a roadmap is essential, and it's also a guide, again, for your children to look at and refer to in an ongoing way to help you age in place. An age in place plan is a proactive document helping avoid short-sighted, undesirable, and reactive solutions. If you have a plan and you stick to your plan, you keep it as a reference, if something should happen in a crisis situation, you still have the plan to refer to. You don't have to react in a short-sighted way, which may not support 
what you had in mind for aging in place. Here's Sally again on her front porch saying, now that I have a plan, the fear that I couldn't remain in my home is replaced by a sense of freedom and optimism. The value of this is immeasurable. This is not something that can be studied or calculated or objectified in a research study. This is Sally sitting on her porch. She's living the life of her choice in the home of her choice. Very good, thank you, Janet. Lots of really actionable information for people. There are quite a few questions that have come in. The first one, you mentioned family or children. The first question speaks to, if I create a plan, who should I share it with? That's a very good question. And I would suggest that you share it with anybody and everybody who might be helping you on this journey of aging in place. It could be your children, it could be your lawyer, it could be your uh, power of attorney, most definitely your healthcare proxy if it's not one of your children. Um, share it with as many people as possible so that everybody is clear on what your intentions are. Okay, well, there's a, a follow-up question to that. They just, <laughs> they just typed it in. It says, how often do I need to update this plan? That's also an excellent uh, question. Um, I would say I would update it when a person has any new information about their health status. Um, anytime, you know, maybe every six months, definitely every year to be sure that you're still on track for aging in place. Will insurance cover the cost of this plan? Unfortunately, no. Um, Medicare and other insurances have yet to see the wisdom in a long-range view um, in planning. Um, they more deal with things in the immediate sense, uh, medical issues and so forth. Um, so that would be my hope that someday they would see the wisdom in this. Yeah. Somebody else asked, do I, does a person need to have a lot of money to create a plan? No. No, it's not expensive, and I often talk with people about the financial side of things, and uh, to say that uh, costs for a nursing home are between four and five hundred dollars a day. So if this plan keeps you out of a nursing home, it's a really good investment. Yeah. Somebody has asked, uh, what are the essential elements of a plan? Well, again, I categorize them in terms of keeping you happy, healthy, and safe in the home of your choice. So what that means to different people can vary widely, and that's why having a in-person conversation with people is essential. So happy, things like, um, are you a people person, or do you prefer to be alone? Does it fill you up to be around people and activities, or does it drain you? If it drains you, then living in a retirement community maybe isn't the best option for you. That's the kind of thing we look at uh, healthy. We look at people's um, medical conditions if they care to share them and get a sense of the implications of those conditions on their ability to remain in their home and what kinds of things might be put in place to really address those specific situations. So if somebody doesn't have access 
uh, Janet, to an age-in-place expert. Can I create a plan for them? Well, I have unabashedly uh, defined myself as the age-in-place expert. Um, I've been working with people for over 16 years, and I really have come to understand what all the various details are that can be managed, and if they're not managed, they can derail a person's goal to remain in place at home very quickly. Yeah. So as far as the age-in-place expert, um, how do they, do they just type in age-in-place experts? Um, how does that happen for somebody that's watching this in Seattle, Washington? Right. They would go to my website, youragentplaceplan.com, and there's all kinds of information there and the opportunity to schedule an age-in-place planning process with me. I want to talk about contingency plans. As you said, life happens, right? So when you're doing the age in place plan, is there a contingency plan built in? Well, the actionable steps can become contingency plans, most definitely. And that's an interesting topic to, to explore here. Um, we might build into the plan, if this happened, then this. If this happened, then this. Um, so that's a very good question, and I think having contingency plans would be important. So I want to talk about your involvement in the aging in place arena for the last 16 years. What changes have you seen as far as our aging population and their want to? I mean, we saw the AARP study, but you've been in the you know uh, involved day to day, really with our aging population and not just them, but their family members, caregivers, et cetera. What can you speak to on that? Well, one thing, Jason, is that um, people are living longer, obviously. And since that's happening, they're living with medical conditions a lot longer than they would have in the past because there are medications, there are treatments, which is all great. But when they stay in their home, they're really requiring more assistance. and it's the place for the uh, home care agencies. Uh, there was an article, there's a blog on my, on my Facebook page about a, a program called Hospital at Home. Um, it just shows you how people are picking up on this trend and wanting to satisfy the needs of this market. Um, the other trend is that adult children are living further away more. People have to relocate for jobs, relocate several times, um, and they're worried about their parent at home. Those are some of the things I've been seeing. And there's also with this growing awareness, um, I get calls from people who really get it. They understand that they have to plan for this. So there's a lot of growing consciousness around aging in place. Is there an ideal time that an aging in place expert like yourself has that first conversation with an, an individual or an individual in their family? There is. Um, it's not specific to each individual person, but what I find myself saying in this work is have a plan before you think you need it. So then what are the risks of not having this plan? The risks of not having a plan are that you are 
uh, subject to the whims of the medical establishment. You're subject to crises happening for you that you can't anticipate. Uh, you are subject to not being able to live out your goal to remain in your home. One small detail that gets overlooked, as I described earlier, can derail your plan to live at home. People will say to me, oh, I will never, never go to a nursing home. I will not go to a nursing home. And then I want to say to them, I get that. And how are you going to make that happen? So attending to the details, finding out what they are, and coming up with action steps is the key. Obviously, Janet, we've all been impacted by COVID. You, you, you briefly touched on it, but from your experience, can you talk to us about what your job looks like post-pandemic? In other words, where, what if individuals like yourself, where do they see your industry going as far as taking care of our aging population? Because you said we are getting older. People in my line of work absolutely see the trend going toward remaining at home. And the sons and daughters of aging parents are taking a much more active role. During the pandemic, there were people that were taking their parents out of nursing homes and for a very good reason. Now they're saying, wait a minute, I don't want that to happen to you. We need to make a plan. They're taking more responsibility. They're stepping in and helping their parents take action. I wanna shift before we're done to the written document again. Now you, you talked about different family members that should be involved in the time frame. Where is a document like this kept? Is it kept uh, on the refrigerator? Is it kept at a law firm? Uh, wh where do you recommend? Well, it's a pretty long document, Jason. Um, and I would recommend, we talked a minute ago about getting a copy to as many people as is appropriate, like a lawyer, like your healthcare proxy. Uh, I would keep it in a file in your desk um, the medical orders for life-sustaining treatment, that's the most form, which replaced the DNR form, do not resuscitate, that should live on your refrigerator. And I wouldn't want to um, confuse things or get your refrigerator too cluttered up. Uh, the most form should live on your refrigerator. It's a pink form, you can't miss it. It's used by emergency personnel that might have to come to your house. They know where to look at it and find it and it documents your wishes for um, care in case you become incapacitated. But otherwise, have a copy with your children, your lawyer, your healthcare proxy, um, your neighbors, your friends, your significant other, anyone that you can think of that's gonna be helping you on this journey of aging in place. Very good. Last question, Janet. I want to talk about support network of professionals in a local area. What are those professionals that you typically recommend that an individual, um, an aging individual or their family at least have on their speed dial or maybe at least begin the conversation about, hey, we need to at least have this person in, in case of? Right. Well, one of the things we explore um, is creating a team Okay. Team of committed people around you that you have spoken to and they have agreed to be on your team and step in and help you when things come up that you need help with. Bringing you soup when you're sick, taking you to the doctor's appointment, going out and getting groceries for you, 
um, it's so, so important to have a team. And it's even helpful to assign each person with a role. Some people on your team wouldn't be comfortable driving you to the doctor's appointment, but they would be comfortable to bring in a meal. So you create the team, you get people's approval to be on the team and specifically what they're willing to do to help you. Uh, that's probably the most important thing. Um, there is an association that I belong to, which is the Aging Life Care Association. It's a collection nationwide of uh, geriatric care managers now known as aging life care professionals. And they can be absolutely essential, especially when children live at a distance. They can be essential to helping the parents stay happy, healthy, and safe in their home. You can contact me at Janet at YourAgeInPlacePlan.com or my website, www.YourAgeInPlacePlan.com or contact me on my Facebook page, which is YourAgeInPlacePlan. I'm located in Western Massachusetts. But uh, the beauty of the Age in Place plan is that it can happen anywhere, uh, anywhere in the U.S., uh, anywhere internationally. Because it's done by video chat or phone, it can take place with anyone no matter where they live. Well, very good. Well, as far as knowledgeable aging, um, you can go to our website, www.knowledgeableaging.com. You can see all of our upcoming and archive webinars. Yeah, go to our YouTube page. I encourage you to subscribe. We update that four to five times per week. If podcasts are your thing, Apple Tunes, Spotify, etc. Till next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging.